Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers Podcast. This is one of my favorite things that we get to do. Here is midweek. We're going to go ahead and call it sports ball. What up, my bros? What's up? And Blake? Yeah. And we have our resident oh. UFC expert, Steve. Steve. And, uh, and I'm one of your other hosts, Chris. So... We got something big coming up. Conor McGregor's been out the game since he threw a fucking street sign through the bus or whatever. Nah, he fought. He fought Poirier and lost. Oh, okay. this is this is Conor Poirier three three. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He did try to make a comeback, but he's not really been a he's not been a thing since he threw the shit through the bus, right? Well, here's here's the deal. He threw his shit through the bus. And then promptly lost to Nurmagomedov, who was not very happy about that, right? Yep. And what what was that? It was in 2018, late 2018, like the fall. And then and, since then, he's had two fights. And one of them was an old guy at a bar that he just jobbed for no reason. That was uh, Donald Cerrone. I'm going to need you to put some respect on the name, please. Okay. But <laughs> Donald Cerrone is old. He's had the most fights in the UFC of all time. Whoa! <laughs> I was talking so, about the old guy in the Irish bar. Oh, that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was totally funny, though. You should run yeah, with it, Steve. Run with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Donald, you didn't hear that. But yeah, the guy offered him a shot of, uh, or uh, Connor offered the guy a shot of his proper 12, and he like slapped it away and was like, that shit's trash. And then Connor had to punish him, which I totally agree with. Oh, I don't. Fuck that. Well, clearly that guy had it coming. I mean, he was old. I'm from he Texas, fuckers. Also- Respect your elders. No, fuck that piece of shit. So uh, we've got Conor Poirier, number three. And before before we get into the Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight, like let's just start at the prelims and work our way all the way through because this is going to be a really dope card. I want to make a call on the prelims. I'm going to make a call. I don't know who this fighter is on the prelims. His name is Nico Price. Nico. So I once knew a guy named Nico. Only once in my lifetime did I know a guy named Nico. And that dude was balls to the wall, like just a crazy motherfucker. I believe that that Nico dude is going to win just based on his name. Well, you um, you just perfectly described Nico Price, in fact. Nico Price is the man of the people. He's the kind of guy that he just goes balls to the wall, even though he has like the talent to kick some ass if he wants to take it. Well, all right, so check this out. His record in the last six fights is lost, win, lost, win, lost, no contest against Donald Cerrone at the top. Okay, he beat Tim Means, who's a killer. That's the only reason I know Nico Price, by the way, is because he fought Donald Cerrone. And of the two cards on these prelims, or I'm sorry, of the two, uh, there's two fighters on these prelims that I recognize. It's Carlos Condit, obviously, like obviously, right? Yeah, and he's Nico Price. Uh, it, it does kind of suck that, that Carlos is down here on the prelims, but he's, uh, he's had some better. See like highlights. Of that. What's up? It's, it, it sucks that he's down on the prelims, but you know, he's headlining the prelims. So I'm, I don't know. We'll be all right. Well, the, the thing is in the UFC, if you're on a Conor McGregor card, you just try to get on it. Cause you know, you're going to get eyes. Like in any other card, this guy would be like the third fight on the card. Yeah. 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 So, so Nico uh, Price is the real deal. <laughs> Who is this uh, Michael Perea? I feel like I know that name. Perea? Michael Perea. He's uh, a... We call him Flippy Guy. Y'all remember this guy? He keeps doing backflips at people and stuff. Always flipping in the octagon. Y'all need to go look up a 
a highlight video of him. It's so funny. I, I forget what it's called. Like, uh, uh, my, someone convinced Michelle Pajada that the floor is lava. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the video, and it's just him doing flips and like staying off the floor and just flying around. Yeah, and it's not, uh, you're right, Steve. It's not Michael, it's Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle Pereira. Pereira. Yeah, and that's how I knew it. When I tried to read it, I heard Pereira, and I, I couldn't place it. But as soon as you said Pereira, I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, he's a flippy guy, dude. So he's always okay. With a caveat, this man recently lost to Diego Sanchez. Okay. Oof. So that's already a little stain. Yeah, However, stain. that happened because he got DQ'd because he knocked him out with an illegal knee, right? Okay. Since then, since then he's won two straight, and uh, before then he lost a couple. He's just he's an all over the play place chaotic fool who just does flips all over the octagon, bounces off the octagon. It just totally, uh, man. I'm not. I think he's gonna have his hands full with Nico, man. Uh, so, Nico Price is another one of my favorite fighters. What I, what but, I remember about Nico Price is his fucking range. I remember him being like long and, and lanky. And he's um like if you just look at the way his body is made, he's like really like uh ripped in certain places and long and lanky. And he is not ever finished in any position in the octagon. He's just like he's a maniac, just like your friend, Chris. He's a total maniac. So Pahea is uh -huh. is a uh, inch taller, um, but he has three inch reach disadvantage. Yeah, that's what I remember oh. about Nico is just how like how weird his arms are, like how weird he was built. He's, he's only, built to be a fighter. He's only six feet tall, but he's got seventy six inch reach. That's Nico Price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This will be one of the fights to watch on the card. If I'm being serious, like if y'all are having a party with some friends over and you want to show them some chaos. This is the this is the fight you pick on this whole card. Obviously, other than McGregor and whatnot, this is going to be a chaos fight. Like nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, I think. Do we want to jump to the main card? Because there's some other no, names no, no, that no, jump no, out. No, no, no. Hold here. on, hold on, hold on. We got we got some time here. Let's let's we all, Steve. Are you betting on Nico Price? Um. So yeah, Nico Price is. Nico Price is at plus 140, and Michelle Pajeda is favored at minus 170. I think, like, if you're going to do a parlay, maybe throw Nico Price in it. But, yeah, I think Nico Price is going to beat this fool's ass. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, the headline on the prelims first. We're going to get to the main card in just a second, Chris, I promise. Uh, but Carlos Condit, Max, Max Griffin. Uh, well, yes. they're, both, they're both old. So this one's obviously interesting been watching the UFC for a while and knows Carlos Condit, man. Yeah. Carlos Condit's a bad motherfucker. I, I personally hate him because he he fought like a bitch against my boy Nick Diaz. Um, but Carlos is fun to he's usually fun to watch, but he smart, fought a smart fight against Nick Diaz and ended up winning on points, which is whack. But anyways, he's been out of the UFC up until 2018. He wasn't really fighting. And then he came back in 2020 and fought Court McGee. And got the decision, as Carlos Condit does. And then he came back again and fought Matt Brown, who just fought the other weekend and beat some young dude's ass. He beat Matt Brown in, in January of this year. Um, so he's on a little bit of a... I think he must have like done ayahuasca and like cleared his mind and wants to come back to UFC. He's got well, two he's wins getting, straight, though. He's getting old, dude. He's counting his days. He's trying to make one more run at it. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, yeah, and he wants some he's, money. He's fucking 37 years old. He's he's counting his days, man. And, dude, I so I know of Carlos Condit just because he's been around forever. Can we talk about Max Griffin for a second? Like, sure. what, who the fuck is this guy? So I've, seen, I've caught Max Griffin on a couple prelims as well. Like, he's never busted through to be on a main card. Um, he's on a two-fight win streak. Uh, he strikes, and I think he, like, came from a wrestling background, but I can't be sure. I've, I've only caught a couple of his fights. I don't think but, he wants to uh, wrestle with Carlos Condit. He, I mean, he's definitely, like, mid-tier to lower, okay? So he lost to Alex Oliveira, who is also nicknamed Cowboy, who also fought Cowboy and got his ass beat by Cowboy. Um, and then after he lost to him, he run he won two against people. I don't even know their names. So Carlos Condit's going to take this fight, dude. He's going to take this fight. So if Carlos Condit can't win this fight, then he needs to exit, is essentially what's going on. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. And Carlos is, um, he's an underdog. Carlos is the underdog? Yeah. Max Griffin's younger, probably stronger. Wow. Uh, Max Griffin's almost two to one underdog or uh, two to one favorite. It just because so, of power or like what, what's he got for Carlos Condit? Uh, yeah, he's knocked out the last two guys he's fought, but before then it was four straight decisions. So like, who knows? Um, I wish I studied a little more on him, but I just, I recognize his name and I remember him fighting and I know he's not like, he's going to, what I'm saying is he, he will take the fight to Carlos Condit. He, he'll scrap at least based on his last two fights. Before then, oh, I, I am wrong. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven decisions before this. Seven. Which is, yeah. I mean, if you're going to fight a points fighter like Carlos Condit, and, and especially if your background is in right. wrestling, I feel like, you're, dude, you're going to end up losing points to, to Carlos Condit. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like if you're an old school fight fan and you want a fun fight to bet on and, and you'll get emotionally and financially involved, this might be a fun one. Carlos, plus 155. You bet 155 bucks on it, you win 100. Could be fun. Um, yeah, I think that's they the They both won their last two fights, so who knows? All right, let's jump up to the main card. Uh, right off the bat, we got Sean O'Malley, O'Malley, who's a fan favorite. Everybody loves watching Sean O'Malley. I believe, and this is just my memory, but I think he's coming off a loss, isn't he, Sean O'Malley? His only loss. Well, your memory is pretty close, but uh, he just beat Thomas Almeida in March. So... Sean O'Malley's whole deal is that he has a bunk ankle and his ankle keeps screwing him over when he gets into fights, right? So his loss was against Marlon Chito Vera. And uh, I actually went back and rewatched that fight today. And it was pretty apparent to me that Sean's ankle gave out in the middle of the first round. And then Chito just laid it on him and put pressure on him because he saw he was weak. Sean did not look like himself. And then he came out. After that fight, healed his ankle. It took a long time. It was, you know, nine months he had to heal. And then he got a knockout in round three against Thomas Almeida. So, so if Sean if Sean O'Malley, I don't know who this uh, Louis Smoka guy is. Honestly, I don't even know that name at all. But I feel like if Sean O'Malley comes out fresh, if he comes out healthy, dude, he's going to knock this motherfucker out. Well, Louis Smoka... It's pretty decent. You can't underestimate him. He He's a classic Hawaiian guy, you know, out there with, like, Holloway and BJ Penn. He's a Hawaiian scrapper. He's probably that asshole on the beach that told the fucking, uh, you know, tourists to get off his beach while they're surfing. That kind of guy. 
Um, he just his last fight was a win against King Yonez. Uh, but I went back. I, I also watched that fight today because I remember watching it live in December 2020. But when I went back and watched it today, King Yonez was beating his ass, and then um, this guy came back and and won in like a fluke moment to me. And then before then, he fought a guy named Casey Kinney. And I went back and watched that fight, too, and it was super unimpressive. So if Sean O'Malley doesn't beat this dude, uh, this he's is, fucking never going to hit the top. It's a fall from grace, this right? Is a, this is a – Sean O'Malley should absolutely win this fight. This smoke oh dude has kind of a chance in hell, but, I mean, like – Time lost, out, time out. He lost time to out. Schnell just a couple years ago. This fight's been canceled. Oh, uh, Really? I'm looking yeah. at the – you have someone else is stepping in. Um, Louis Smoko left with an injury. Do you yeah. know who's stepping in? Mm-hmm. Nate uh, Diaz. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be, be so great. God, that would be so great. Uh, his the guy that's stepping in short notice. His name is Chris Mountain. Yo, I don't know where he's from. Dude, I would love. I would love to watch Sean O'Malley fight for the bad motherfucker belt. You know what I'm he's saying? Too, he's too small, but that'd be fun. Yeah, he's only a 35er. Sean O'Malley's fun to watch, dude. He just torches people. Like he throws he's a 145er, right? Or 135, I can't remember. But he throws a punch, like a straight punch right down the middle, and just ice colds people. It's kind of like a Connor McGregor type of guy. Just fucking knocks people out cold. So I mean, it should be a good showing. From Sean O'Malley to just completely destroy this guy. It, betting sites aren't even allowing bets on this fight. I was about to say, betting odds are probably just stacked on Sean O'Malley's side. They're so, not even allowing so They don't want to touch it. So after Sean O'Malley, we got a couple girls. Irene uh, Aldana. Aldana and Yana Kunisakia. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. Probably the Russian. I'm going to bet just the Russian because. But both 135, both in their 30s. Hey, they both look hot. The Russian set. looks a little bit hotter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet on her. But after that, we got Ty Tuivasa and Greg Hardy. Oh yeah. Um, so Ty Tuivasa is my uh, my brother from another mother, dude. It's a Samoan fool. I love watching my Samoan, my my people. I, I'm a white boy as fuck, by the way, but I'm uh, I'm a quarter Samoan. And these are so these are I big boys, two sixty fivers. These are. These are heavyweights, and um, Greg Hardy's Ty the guy Tuivasa. that played. Isn't Greg Hardy the guy that that played for uh, Dallas Cowboys? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. There's videos of him like yelling at the coaches, and he's got like tons of domestic violence char- charges. He's like everybody, every fan hates him. That's dude. good. You put him in the ring with people, and I'm rooting for Ty Tuivasa. Dude, that's the motherfucker that does the shoey before every fight. He drinks a beer. Yeah, the coolest, yeah. diverse, the douchiest guy on the planet. <laughs> yeah, so, dude. Like, what are we talking about here? Um, Ty Tuivasa is a favorite at minus one forty. I take Ty all day, man. He's he's coming off two straight wins. Um, it's another Samoan knocking out Stefan Struve. Did y'all see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I, I saw, saw that. I saw that live, Steve. That was the that was like oh, the that- week after we went to Austin. I was in Vegas and caught that at T-Mobile Arena. Stefan Struve, and he got yeah. he got knocked out pretty early. Yeah. I bet he was huge to see in a cage live. You were just like, what is that fucking Godzilla doing in the cage over there? 
Dude, so Greg Hardy is a scary dude, right? Like, he's just a big, scary, intimidating, physical fighter. Uh, he's a I I have to I have to bet on Taito Avasa here just because I'm I like him like he's so cool he's so relatable he's a he's just a fan favorite right and this Greg yeah. Hardy guy is just hand over fist over and over again just a fucking dickhead I mean nobody likes him so nobody well, likes him. what what happens if uh, it, it, Greg Hardy is coming off a loss right they both uh, have three yeah, losses. Martin. T- Tybura? Yeah. So, so the Greg Hardy record, his, yeah, his record. Yeah, he lost to Tybura. He, um, he lost to Tybura. His only wins are against nobodies. Yeah. His losses. Volkov, like, Tybura. So they're, they're, Dana White is sacrificing Greg Hardy, this heel, to tie to a Vasa fan favorite. And I, I completely support this move. This is a badass move for the UFC and, and for the fans, right? They, he's sacrificing this guy for the fans. Sure, but in my mind, I think Dana White wants Greg Hardy to win so he can get, like, if Greg Hardy was, like, a number five in the division type guy, it would garner so many views because people hate him so much. As we you know, know just I mean? from the headliner of this of this exact card, the heel sells tickets, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So they uh, always need more heels. So this is a win-win, right? Like either one, the fan yeah. favorite is going to win, or two, the heel's going to win, and everybody's going to want to watch him fight like some ba- some big bad like real motherfucker. John Jones coming out of to heavyweight, dude. Yeah. John Jones versus Greg. It, okay, if <laughs> if this fight goes down, uh, like completely goes haywire, right? And my guy Ty loses, like. I want to see Greg Hardy fight John Jones as a heavyweight for his opening fight. That would be so amazing. <laughs> John Jones would beat the fucking brakes off of this asshole. And we would also have that like heel versus heel dynamic. Uh, that would be, that would be epic. That would be f- fucking awesome. Well, okay. Greg Hardy would have to win about three more fights. If that's ever going to happen. That's but you, I, think- I agree. It would be entertaining. It would be entertaining. Why not? Yeah. You just, you, if you if if you tried to sacrifice him to Taito Avasa and it didn't work out, dude, sacrifice him to John Jones just to build up John Jones' hype, right? I, I love as, a, as a heavyweight. But there's no way John Jones moves up to heavyweight to fight this fucking clown. If John Jones is going to heavyweight, he wants a title shot. You know what I mean? You can't open with a title shot, though, can you? Oh, yeah. If your name is John I, Jones, you can. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But still, I would ju- just... The the I think Ngannou piece Jones up the vindication right that's what I'm saying I don't want John Jones to jump right into Ngannou I want him to beat up Greg Hardy first if that see, if that plays I want to see John fight Derek Lewis oh yeah yeah <laughs> dude yeah well, but these okay. are two of my favorite heavy like uh uh-uh. let me, let me rephrase it like, okay so Derek Lewis already has a fight book did y'all see this news Derek Lewis booked a fight with um. Uh, gone, zero gone. That French dude who just fought last weekend, um, or for the people listening to this podcast the weekend before. Um, but like they're doing it for the interim title because Francis and Ghani refused to take the offer that UFC put to like gave him, so he doesn't oh, even have man. the title. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, but guess where they're fighting? Where? Fucking Houston, dude. Oh, shit. Dude, swing and bang. H-Town, baby. Dude. Oh, yeah. I'll go see Derek Lewis in Houston. That's worth it. 
you gotta go down to Houston to see this shit. Yeah. You, can uh, you imagine how James Derek Lewis comes in with some freaking UGK plan or some, you know? Oh man, uh, some off the house or something off the chain, baby. Yeah. Some DJ screws. All right, so so let, let's jump off of this heavyweight fight. Let's go right into Gilbert Vern's, uh versus Stephen Thompson. You got uh, a favorite versus a favorite here, and uh, and Stephen Thompson is out of his depth, boy. Gilbert Burns is, is I don't want to say great. He's very very good. He's coming off a loss to to Kamara Usman, but, which is not. But, but before that, he beats Tyrone Woodley and Damian Maya. Yeah, y'all know this guy's background. Who Gilbert Burns? Yeah. Now what's up? So if you ever went back, if you go back, if y'all have ESPN Plus, I think you do. You go back, you watch uh, Gilbert Burns fight Damian Maya, who was three fights ago. Yeah, that's like and just a couple of fights ago. I hate Damian Maya so much. So everyone's so hyped because you know why? Because they're both IBJFF multiple time world champions in jiu-jitsu. Like world champions in jiu-jitsu at their weight class. They don't hit the ground. Gilbert Gilbert Burns hit the ground with Damian Maya and just threw him off. Gilbert Burns is a world champion in no gi and gi. So he's not just a gi world champion. He's straight up like skin on skin world champion, just like MMA, uh, like grappling. So he is far and away an incredible grappler, but this guy can throw too. The only thing that worries me is, you know, Stephen uh, Wonderboy Thompson's little karate stance, but I, I really I'm heavily favoring Gilbert Burns in this. Yeah, but yeah. as a as a fan, I love watching Wonderboy fight. Like I love watching it. It, it goes back to uh, Mashida, right? Like it, the, the same kind of deal. There, it's a karate stance, and the way the way he he stands, he stands flat footed, right, with one foot forward, and he doesn't bounce yeah. around like a boxer. He doesn't like. Move left and right like a wrestler. Yeah. He fucking stands, stands there too. like fucking Mr. Miyagi or something, and then does the crane fucking bullshit. And you're like, God damn, he just knocked that motherfucker yeah. out. Yeah, he's super. He bounces around though. He, he's like super elusive back and he, forth. Yeah, Stephen Wonder Boy does move around a little bit more than Mashita, but it's that karate thing. I like for some reason I remember being a little kid and like learning karate, and then as soon as I started watching UFC, I mean early, early. Uh, I'm talking like Tito Ortiz, uh, Chuck Liddell, Chuck you know, yeah. even back then I was like, man, karate's kind of whack. Like <laughs> I was, I was yeah. doing karate and like the dude karate doesn't hold a fucking candle to uh, BJJ or fucking maybe, boxing. Right. Maybe that's my problem with Steven Wonderboy Thompson. I'm just kind of jaded on karate. I'm like, come on, but he makes it work and it's impressive. Dude, I'm still know? rooting for karate. Uh, okay. I know karate is whack. I know it's not gonna like it's not gonna compete with jujitsu or with boxing or with wrestling, really. But when someone does it well, when they do it like at the top top tier, someone like Machida, someone like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, I I just root for him. I can't help but root for him. Yeah, but the last headliner that Wonderboy fought was 2019 Anthony Pettis, and he lost. Do y'all remember that fight? By the way, ain't no shame. Ain't no shame there. He beat two no namers outside of that, and before that, the other the other headliner he lost to right before that was Darren Till. Ain't no shame. Yeah, there. but he did he did beat Masvidal, so don't leave that out. Um, oh, where? But, where? That was a I, long I, time ago, bro. No, he beat him in uh, twenty seventeen. 
2017, he beat Masvidal, but that was four years ago. Yeah, so if we're talking bad motherfucker belt, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And right after he beat Masvidal. He could hold it. But right or, or no, right before he beat Masvidal, he lost to Tyrone Woodley, which. Yeah, and, and had a draw. That's when Tyrone Woodley was in his prime. In his prime, dude. Dude, yeah, Stephen. That, but he has lost three of his last six, and that's not a good look. And he's going up against a guy that looks like a straight killer. Well, no, and the three he's lost have been the headliners. The ones that he's won have been no names. It's been Jeff Neal. It's been Vincent Luque. Vincent Luque is all right. Uh, so this is guys are good, but they're they're middle of the class kind of guys. They're not yeah. top level. This they're is this is my this is my bet where I bet on uh, the underdog, and I probably know I'm going to lose. I'm just betting out of fandom, right? Like just straight like. I want this no, guy to win, so I'm going to bet for him. Definitely has a solid chance to win this, dude. For sure. I just, um, the way Gilbert has been looking and, and his credentials and everything, like he's won um, six of his last seven against some really good guys Gunnar Nelson, Damian Maya. Tyron Woodley in 2020 doesn't really count to me. So if you really do look at Gilbert's record, he's never beat anyone in the top 10 currently, right? Steven Thompson's ranked number five. Gilbert is ranked number 10, I think. So, like, this will be his first top 10 fighter. So, well, I mean, it's definitely not- he beat Damian Mylan and he beat Tyrone Woodley last year. Tyrone yeah, Woodley both- last year is nothing. They're both still top 10 ranked. Tyrone Woodley sucks, dude. Tyrone Woodley's about to fight Jake Paul, dude. I'm not even about to get into that shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck top that. I've, I've hated Tyrone Woodley for a long time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure he was top ten at that at that point. Dude, I'm rooting for Wonder Boy. I'm rooting for Wonder Boy on this one. I know it's a. I know it's a long shot. I know I'm going to lose money on this. This is my. I'm going to lose money on this out of principle bet. Right. That's that's what I'm doing on this fight. Right, dude. That's this fair. is. He this beat. Is, uh, Vincente Luque, I, I take that back. Vincente Luque is currently ranked number six. Yeah. So he has to be top ten guys. All right, now. But yeah. look, this is a by the numbers card. If you look at this whole card, like Poirier McGregor losses equal five five and six. Uh Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson losses equals four and four. Tyavasa and Hardy losses equal three and three. Six and five. Sean O'Malley is the only one that where it really throws the curve. This is a by Are the numbers card. and we shouldn't watch it. No, I'm just saying this is a by the numbers card. The right? opposite. This is uh, every fight. I think is going to be a good fight. Yeah, it's a by the numbers. I totally agree. This is going to be a barn burner of a, a fight card from the prelim up. Even maybe even the early prelims. I don't the know. Prelims are all going to be good. Man, I'm more and more. The longer I watch, the more I'm like. Those cards that you're like, eh, maybe I'll watch it, maybe I won't. And then you watch it, and you're like, oh, my God, dude. Those were the best fights that I've seen. Exactly. exactly. And let me say one more thing before we move up to the headliner. We skipped something on the prelim card that I'm very excited about. Ryan Hall versus uh, question mark. What is this guy's name? Ilya Toparia. He doesn't Topuria. even have a Wikipedia. I found him he's on- 10 and 1 yeah. or 10 and 0. That's what they're Yeah, doing. but yeah, yeah. Um, so he's fought nobody I've ever heard of. Um, he's fought two guys in the UFC and that's it. But anyways, Ryan Hall has had an impossible time finding opponents. He's a guy that is one of the best jujitsu practitioners in the world. Two fights ago, he comes out against, um, BJ Penn and he'll hook some within like 10 seconds or some shit. I can't remember, but like every time he comes out, he just destroys people, man. 
Um, and nobody, so many uh, stories come out where people are ducking Ryan Hall. So I am super pumped on that fight to see Ryan Hall, man. He's he looks like an, he looks like an alien though. Hey, and that's another big discrepancy <laughs> fight. That was one of the things that attracted me to the uh, to the the O'Malley fight was there was a discrepancy there. This it's the same thing with with the Ryan Hall fight. He's eight and one. Or wait, no, I'm looking at that wrong. My bad. Hey, Ryan Hall's undefeated. Scrap that. They got him at eight and one. Oh, he lost his first fight. Okay, I didn't know about that. He's same thing. Anyways, he doesn't have a lot of history there when you look him up. He, right. he hasn't fought since 2019 since nobody wants to fight him. But yeah, good. But let's yeah, let's go to the main event. And uh, dude, it, it, it's it's number three, right? It's got to happen. Uh, we've got Conor McGregor winning the first fight. Um, we've got Dustin Poirier winning the second fight. Mo- most people will say that uh, Conor McGregor even was probably winning the second fight until he started throwing those leg kicks. And Dustin Poirier, or I'm sorry, Dustin Poirier took over, right? Like, yeah. He, hey, hey, can we pause there? What was your impression of that fight? Do you remember it? Honestly, because I haven't watched, I haven't rewatched it like as of late. What I remember from that fight is like it being super close and Dustin Poirier uh, like taking it in, in in a moment, in a second. Um, and and sometimes that's how, like, when you get these this dynamic of fighters against each other that's how it's going to go right like they're going to be equally matched and then all of a sudden one of them is just going to he's going to win and that's why they have to fight again i I hope poirier wins but but here's what's what's a little bit sketchy about it is conor mcgregor won the first fight conor mcgregor was winning the second fight and then lost now i get it that we may be seeing a new dustin poirier i i absolutely nothing about it Dustin Poirier has been beating ass for the last four years. Yeah, I want to acknowledge that Dustin Poirier has changed since he lost to Conor McGregor. And he's he's been on a tear. He's been unstoppable. Uh but except runs into Khabib. But Wait, well, yeah, that, <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Dude, <laughs> damn, he lost to Godzilla. Fuck. <laughs> this this is honestly a coin flip to me. Like I I, I don't know, man. I don't no, know. McGregor's no, on the way out. He's 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 lost a couple. I don't know, man. No, no, no. I, I completely disagree. Okay. However, let's start at the beginning. Your, the odds makers agree with you completely, Blake. It's negative 110 to negative 110. All right. It's exactly even on the odds. Guess what the odds were on the first fight? Oh, McGregor was way ahead. How much? Negative uh, 270. To positive yeah, that's, that's pretty close. I think I think Dustin was plus two sixty and Connor was negative like two hundred. Yeah, so right. it, was, it was like a two and a half to one situation. But yeah, um, this fight is is a total coin flip. Okay, so I want to get y'all's opinion on this. I actually went back and rewatched this one recently. Connor McGregor looks so fucking sharp. Yeah. Just like his one two, they're both southpaws. His one-two looks so solid, cracking him with that strong left like McGregor does, like real clean shots. That being said, Poirier ate every single one of those shots and almost seemed unfazed. And it was kind of like mind-blowing when when I went back and watched it. And then, so the first round goes by, the first four minutes, Connor is beating his ass, dude. Like, 
He's up in his face, shoving up, shoving him up against the fence, catching him with these real strong, real hard left hooks with the off the one-two. And then in the last minute, it starts switching around because Dustin Poirier finds the little nugget he was looking for, which comes in the form of calf kicks. So he starts hitting him with these calf kicks at the end of the round. He's like, ooh, I got him. Second round starts, he starts crumpling him with these calf kicks and then knocks him out on his feet. Okay. And so this is my question. How is Connor going to adjust his game to prevent getting hit in the calf like that? Because he has such a wide, low boxing stance. And that's where he gets all his power for his left hand. He's got a fight in Irish stance like a motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I just don't know how Connor can change his game to adjust for that low calf kick. And we're dealing we're dealing with a Conor McGregor that is on his way out, right? Like he's making whatever money he can make before I think that's he. That's a bold statement. I think yeah. that's a bold statement. I think he's I think he's fucking one fight away from fighting a Paul brother, bro. And and Poirier, we're dealing with a guy that beats everybody else, but he's fighting he's fighting Conor McGregor. How- he's fighting in a, like a legend. Uh, uh, an elite is is selling him short. So I feel like you're keeping his. I feel like y'all are swooping Connor under a rug, man. No, he no, looks no. so good the first fight. No, you're, I'm sitting here saying he's he's a legend. He's Chris. a legend in the sport. There there's never been a Connor. Connor McGregor <laughs> is to UFC what what Muhammad Ali was to boxing. I'll go one step further and say that Connor is technically more sound as a fighter. And he's, I'll also he's say technically more sound. Connor McGregor pretty much he's been better in both fights. Dustin Poirier figured him out in the second fight. And and I see where you're at, Steve. Like in order for this fight to go, uh, Dustin, uh, I'm sorry, Connor's way, he's going to have to change. And we're dealing with uh, uh, an older Connor, a Connor that's um, typically, like, historically never changed. He's always fought, you know, is that heavy left hand, right? Like, that's what he's got. And he can, he can do that better, and he can maybe work on his cardio, or he can maybe, like, uh, you know, come in in a different headspace. But he's not going to change his game, and Poirier's got the got. He's got his number. I got a piece here, man. Connor has always been a more technical fighter. He's he's very he's extremely technical. He does have a kind of a crazy stance and and pulls things way out left left field, somewhat similar to Anderson Silva sometimes. But overall, he's a technical fighter. He pulls those things out, and you don't yeah, expect it because about- you're expecting something technical to happen. When I look at Connor and and Poirier fighting. What I see is a technical better fighter, and I see somebody with more heart. And I feel like Poirier has more heart and always has. And the reason that he figured it out in that second fight, he found it in his heart. He, he's he got a better chin, and he's got a better heart. And I think that that's going to win out when you go two out of three. I just do, I must in my opinion. I must, I must retort. He didn't figure out how to hit him in the cab because of his heart. He figured it out because he's a better technical fighter. That's a technical he was, fighter. He was still standing take- and able to figure it out because of his chin, which is real equivalent to his heart, bro. Yes, that's fine. That played a part, but like to take away that he's... He, I'm not he saying he's taking getting, away... He was, getting pie, he was getting pieced up, and he showed heart by persevering through it. That's what I'm trying to say, Steve. He was getting pieced up, and then he found out technically that he could fuck his leg up, and yeah. that would technically win him the fight. And he already and he and he capitalized. And now he knows that. Like he's going into this fight knowing that Connor's going to come in. He's going to want to throw that heavy left, and he's going to have that wide Connor stance. 
And all he has to do is piece apart that front leg. So here's the other piece of it, though. I feel like after that fight, I feel like Poirier buckled down and 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 bit into it and, and started training harder and becoming better. I just feel like he did. I don't know that Connor did that. Poirier is very technical um, in all aspects. So that's that's the difference for me. Connor, you know, he he's been working on his ground game forever since he got destroyed and ragdolled by Khabib. But like, you know. As far as like a complete mixed martial artist goes, Poirier is much more of a complete mixed martial artist, in my opinion. I agree. That's right. No, that's just I agree too. balls on accurate. Uh, I and think Connor beats him with the hands every time. Poirier beats him in MMA this time and the last time. Yeah. I he got taken that. down. Connor got taken down within the first minute of the first round. He couldn't even stop a takedown. He got up. But, like, it's just one of those things where, you know, Poirier is able to adjust and, and fight the MMA fight. There is, an, there is an X factor, though. And, and tell, me, tell me if you all disagree with this. Conor McGregor has this thing that he does where, like, dude, I remember fight after fight after fight being like, this is the one. There's no way Conor McGregor is going to win this. There's no way Conor McGregor is going to win this. And he just kept fucking winning and he kept knocking people out. And when you discount him, that's when you lose, right? Uh, Dude, he's one of the bat. He throws hands like nobody else. People lost a lot of money betting against that fool, I promise. A lot, especially when he was coming up. Yeah, Yeah, he throws hands like nobody else, just like you said, Blake. I mean... And, that's what I'm, and, that's, like and that's what I was saying by the technical piece is throwing hands. Cause for the most part they were standing up. And I think, I think there is a, a less than, I don't know, a, f- a 40% or, or maybe a 40% chance that Conor McGregor knocks him the fuck out with one punch. Dude, I don't think so. I think Poirier's got the chin for him. I think yeah, Poirier's I think got so his too. number and I think he knows he's got the chin for him. Yeah, I think it's going to go into Connor's head when he really did. Like, if you go back and watch that fight, dude, that second fight between them, Connor caught him with full on power punches at the end of his punch. And, and Poirier ate him. And, and, and then Poirier yeah. came back and knocked his ass out. What is that going to do to you in your head as a fighter? Like, I gave him everything I got and he just shrugged it off and then knocked me out. Poirier's in his head, bro. I think it's going to be great, but let's get down to the gritty. Where's your money, Steve? Well, just because I'm on the, you know, I'm, I'm on with you two fucks, and I know you're both going Connor or uh, Poirier. I'm taking Connor on this one. I, w- I want to see something happen. Um, I'll throw it out five bucks with each of y'all on this fight, man. I, um, I honestly, if you ask me in my heart what I think is going to happen, I think Poirier wins. If you ask me with my head, I think there's like a four out of ten chance that Connor knocks him the fuck out, like you said. So yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go, if I had to bet, I would go with Connor because it would excite me. I wouldn't put like real money that I was afraid of losing on this fight, <laughs> but I would put some fun money on Connor McGregor and, and let's see what happens. And that's what Connor McGregor is best at, right? Like if you want to put some fun money, if you want to fucking blow some shit, if you, if you want to blow, blow a couple lines, banks, hookers, like the Connor McGregor's your man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, dude, I'm going to put. I'll put my money. Uh, Steve, I'll take your bet. I'll put it on Poirier. Uh, but I absolutely think that there's uh, uh, gr- there's a almost a fifty percent chance that Connor wins. I think I really think it's that close. I think we have someone that yeah. is a a greater fighter 
fighting someone that's a better fighter, like a like a more tech, like a uh, man. I can't. I, I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, I don't think that's the best way to say it. Uh, I think it's because- gonna be a good fight until Poirier wins, and then Poirier's gonna win is what I think is gonna happen. And uh, yeah, if- and I think and I think and I think Connor's next fight's gonna be a Paul brother, man. What happens if Connor McGregor wins this? Dude, this is a tennis match. They have to fight again, right? Like they have to. No, it's a trilogy, man. You can't go it's past a trilogy. a trilogy. It's well, hard to go past if, a trilogy. Yeah. They'd have to fight two more times. If Connor won, that'd be the only way. If Dustin won, it's over. Yeah, if Dustin, if Dustin wins, wins, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> but what if what if Dustin is beating his fucking ass and tearing up that leg, and Connor lands that left and knocks him out? Dude, I got Dustin right. winning, and I got I got McGregor going to fight a Paul brother. Dude, we uh, I feel like if if this is one of those one of those rivalries that could end up going to five, you know, because it could. It was so. It, 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 but McGregor's gonna go fight that boxing money though. He needs it. Oh, McGregor needs money now. Yeah, sold proper twelve. <laughs> He's fucking lost a couple fights. He sold, pro- he sold proper 12 made like a hundred million dollars or something crazy yeah but you know he spends it like a motherfucker i bet you i bet you you look up his net worth and it's less than you think oh he doesn't need money i'll tell you that with all the assets he's bought he could easily sell a house for fucking 50 million dollars yeah that's probably true he got the assets like, but i bet he's i bet he's running thin though hey steve all right let, let's let's shift gears here instead of saying who are you gonna bet against or whatever wait we- no are we confirmed we both got five against steve for Poirier, Poirier yeah, McGregor. Yeah. I didn't hear Chris confirm this. I'm confirmed. I said I absolutely think Poirier is going to win. I think it's going to be a good fight until Poirier wins. Like I think it'll be close, but I think Poirier is just going to win. Dude, you I'm on. It's going to be of the first fight or the second fight, I should say. Yeah, it's somewhat similar. Maybe less one sided on either side. It might be a little more even through, and but I think Poirier is going to definitively win. I don't think it's going to go to judges. Dude, I would bet $100. I would bet $100 right now that McGregor lands one blow on Poirier that everyone goes, oh, yeah. at least one. I don't think it's going to be the end of the fight. I think Poirier is going to win. Five times in their last fight. But I think McGregor's going to land one that everybody's like, yeah. damn, that I, was fucking bad. I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, it's going to be one-sided. That That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be one-sided. I think it's going to be a great fucking fight until Poirier wins, but I think he's going to win. Poirier eats those shots for breakfast. I, I haven't seen somebody eat shots on Conor McGregor like I've seen Poirier do it. You know? yeah. it's, Maybe Mayweather. Yeah, but that would. You got, he got some heavy gloves on. Hey, but but where I was going, Steve is is who are you rooting for? Who do you want to win? Conor I think, McGregor. I think he wants McGregor to win. Oh shit! Yeah, I want that. It's good for the sport, bro. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. I want I want to see Conor McGregor win his next two and then go fucking win the title. How cool would that be? If it's McGregor won McGregor. another title, yeah, <laughs> that would be wild. It's Conor McGregor. That'd be wild. What are we joking about? Like, do we really want to see Dustin Poirier win and then go like? You he's know? still got it though. He's only thirty-two. He's still got. I it. know, but he's got some got, years left. Without Khabib in the in the division, there's like five guys at the top that could all just like fight each other a million times and it just gets screwed up. Khabib's you know a fucking I mean? goat, bro. <laughs> we, it needs a goat. Like, I I want Khabib to come in and like dominate everyone because I love Khabib. Yeah, but, but if if, if Poirier wins, we might get a we might get Khabib back, right? If Poirier wins, we might get Khabib Poirier. No, back. you're on the wrong side of that argument, sir. 
if we get Conor McGregor winning three straight and taking over the title, who who do you think is coming back? Yeah, Khabib hates Conor. He would come back just to destroy Conor to make sure he didn't win to keep the belt. He would come back specifically to make sure that McGregor didn't get a fucking belt. You think Khabib would come back to fight Poirier, who he already destroyed? No. I mean, he already destroyed Conor, too, but... I know, but it's, it's a true hate. <laughs> but it's different. He hates Connor, dude. They beat up, yeah. e- dude. They beat up their, each other's training staff. Like they hate each other. Dude, Connor threw a fucking dolly through a window. Yeah, that's <laughs> he, what I'm he saying. Was on, flew in in the middle of the night from Ireland just to throw a dolly through a window. Like, How fucked up is this? Connor to win. I want Connor to win because I want Connor to win the next two after that, and then I want Khabib to come back. Yeah, and, and that's the sure way to make Khabib come back. And that and that train of thought, Steve, I'm with you. I want Poirier to win, though, because I like Poirier better as a person. How fucked up fickle am I in the head right now? Because if if Connor wins against Poirier, I want to see Connor fight Khabib again, right? Like, that's that's what every fan wants to see. Uh, if Connor fights Khabib again, I want to see Connor win. And it, I hate Connor and I love Khabib, but I'm so fucked in the head <laughs> that I'm like, dude, the. If if Connor beat Khabib, that would blow the fucking world up. Like the the sport would be out of fucking control. Yeah, but you know that's not how that's gonna happen. But I would probably I don't know. I would probably end up rooting for Connor, which is it, it's weird to me. Like how fucking backwards it, my 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 brain is. You know, no, Dude, I wanted I wanted Tony Romo to beat people. Tom Brady, but the shit wasn't happening. You know. <laughs> it's the same reason you vote for Trump. You want a little bit of chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Joker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a Joker <laughs> mentality. All right, guys. Like, so I oh. Connor back and beat up Connor McGregor or uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. They have a trilogy. That'd be insane. Yeah. All right, guys. The Whiskey and Whiskers website is up. So whiskeyandwhiskerspodcast.com. From there, you can find links to all our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also hear our latest episodes on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere you want to listen, really. Uh, be sure to check out our or click our bad motherfucker link on our website uh, donate to our patreon start with just one dollar that'll get you into our discord server um, you can chat with the guests or the hosts you can you know hang out with us or whatever um, pledge a thousand dollars get a free rim job new, new episodes every monday new content all the time we'll see you next week